false prophet. The Chicago Bears select Mitchell Trubisky. Last night I tried some raw oysters. I want all my picks back and I want David goddamn Putney just because I feel like it. You're out of your mind. I am Dre Fogue and I am the transfer. Coach, show them just in case they don't like your oh, jacket. Whoa. Can you go buy another one, Coach, if you need one? On. We get it. <laughs> Errant Rogers, E-R-R-A-N-T Rogers. All right, welcome to Back Judge Podcast. I'm Adam Klopp, along with my two good friends, Tommy Murray, Lee Murray, a.k.a. the CTA Stopper. Ooh. NFC North, we rolling. We did that Lions preview, but, you know, we got we got to get a holistic view. Still going to do a little touch on some Lions. Tommy wasn't here for that podcast, so he's going to be able to uh, say his piece. But uh, if, I, if I do say so myself, best division in football, NFC North, most talented. Fair point, I think. We'll, we'll obviously we'll get into that deeper as you know the offseason goes on and uh, we really flesh out all the divisions. Well, no longer the offseason. Camps are in session, baby. Well, you know, the non-season. Camps yeah. are in session, baby. It's, it's, we're, we're rolling. It's, it, you know, we're, we're, not, rolling. we're not rolling until Philly and Atlanta are kicking off. That's my yeah, opinion. Right, That's right, my right. opinion. So uh, to be done. <laughs> we'll start off with the Chicago Bears here, who the biggest off-season acquisition for them, probably bringing in Matt Nagy yep. from uh, Kansas City, disciple of Andy Reid. They're looking to do a little Sean McVay action here in, uh, in Chicago. You know, a lot of similarities, you could say, at least, you know, I don't necessarily expect a L.A. Rams offensive-type leap from this team, but a team last year that had a rookie quarterback and kind of an outdated head coach. The offense was pretty listless, very uh, vanilla, and, uh, you know, Mitch Trubisky didn't show much, but definitely wasn't at maybe given the best opportunity to really show what he is. So new head coach, offensively-minded, He's going to be calling the plays, new system. So definitely a lot of things, at least, that people here in Chicago, we are in ground zero, ear to the ground here. Oh, we're, uh, they're, we're, they're, they're we're hearing excited. lots of stuff. They're excited and about this new offense. In the first episode, we kind of talked about this was my offseason winner, and I completely agree with what you just said, Adam. They kind of are going for that that Rams formula from last year of shoring up that offensive line, putting weapons around your second-year quarterback. We know they're going to have a good run game with Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen. Uh, so now it's kind of going to – it's all in Trubisky's hands right now. He definitely was held back a little bit last year. Uh, so he's going to have full guns go this year. Yeah, and I think a huge move for this team to help Trubisky was bringing in Allen Robinson in the offseason from Jacksonville. I know he's a Midwestern kid, went to uh, St. Mary's, if I'm not mistaken. He's a Michigander, so – He's back in the cold weather, uh, playing some old old style football in Chicago. Uh, definitely think that the new coaching move is is really interesting. I think that it's also interesting they brought in Mark Helfrich, the former Oregon coach. He's their offensive coordinator. I know he probably won't be calling the plays, but still, he'll he'll be spending a lot of one on one time with Trubisky, coaching him up. And uh, yeah, I definitely think this is a super interesting team coming into the season. Um, Similar to the Rams, also in the way where I think the best player on this football team is the running back. And Jordan Howard is a guy who has completely been over overlooked because of the rookie season that Ezekiel Elliott had. While he, I'm sure, I mean, I don't know what the specific stats were, but had nearly as good of a year as Ezekiel Elliott did his rookie year and has been putting up similar numbers since. And then the human joystick and Tariq Cohen, who proved that he could be an extremely impactful athlete and player in this Gary's league last year. kind of guy. Definitely. Yes, yes, very much so. Punt returner, kick returner, and uh, 
great uh, pass-catching option out of the backfield. But really also showed a little bit of his ability to run through the tackles last year. and was Oh, yeah, definitely. Just, but, but Howard's definitely their guy to be the, their bell count, oh, their, their three-down back or whatever and, it is. So Just looking at this offense, I, I it's really good on paper. Yeah. And it kind of – but it just all hinges on whether Mitch Trubisky can take that next step and actually be your franchise quarterback. Yeah. I mean, and, and if, you know, obviously there's other – you know scenarios where Matt Nagy's offense isn't that great or something like that, mm-hmm. but I, I really think they're set up for success. Uh, pending a Mitch, you know Mitch Trubisky actually, you know being the answer at quarterback, and I really liked uh, their second round pick, James Daniels. Uh, he was a center at Iowa. I think he'll come in and play center in Chicago. I haven't really looked at where they're playing him, but Cody Whitehair is a guy who can move, you know, between the guard center. Garden center spots and James Daniels is, I think, a, a pure center. Although you know, learning center in the NFL is difficult, so they may try and ease him into it. But I see him stepping into th- that center position. Yeah, it's a nice problem to have between Whitehair and James Daniels. But I don't know. Kind of, I want to get your guys' take on this. But there's just so many options on this offense creatively. If you have a creative head coach like Matt Nagy, offensive head coach like Matt Nagy, with you have you brought in all these receivers with Taylor Gabriel. I mean, Kevin White has kind of. Yeah, I mean, this, this is, is really, this is uh, his yeah. year. This is his really year. He's he's had injury issues, and well, I think it's fair to say he's a bust as well. No, he definitely, so he's, definitely he's got to prove that he isn't that. I think he was he's, the he's in, he's in Ebron territory, baby. Give us something. Yeah, seriously, give us, give us something. I mean, he's, he's he's worse than Ebron. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I know. Guys, I know. Guys, <laughs> that's nothing. a major shade to Ebron. But he's done <laughs> nothing in his career so far, and I mean, I wish the best for him. He was extremely impactful in college, but this is definitely his last year. I'm surprised Chicago's even really given him the chance. I'm yeah. surprised they haven't. Well, he might get cut. Yeah, he, he very well could get cut. Could depending on especially bringing in. You said James Daniels in the second round, and if I'm not mistaken, Anthony Miller was also a second round pick for them. A guy who I know we all liked a lot out of Memphis. I think he was a walk-on at Memphis, one of those guys who just earned his way the whole time. I watched. I know I watched the UCLA-Memphis game. He had something like 230 receiving yards and two yeah. touchdowns. Just a dude who was out there taking heads, just making plays on offense. Really hurt all of our hearts, well, at least yeah. me and Adam, to oh, see yeah. a division foe taking our guy, Anthony Miller, just... A total. There's a you know Leonard Floyd too back in 2016. Yeah, he was a big, big guy. guy for me. Eddie Jackson last year. Eddie Jackson. Jackson. Seriously, this seriously. Team, this team is uh, listen but, listen to the back to his podcast. Bro. As uh, as you were saying, I mean Ryan Ryan Pace has got us on subscribe. This really this really does have the makings of a really solid offense and uh, bringing in Trey Burton, a Super Bowl winning tight end of the Philadelphia Eagles in the offseason, who is a guy who can. You basically can put him in several different packages. He can block effectively. He's a great flat receiver, and he can even make his impacts being thrown the ball down the field. And then a dude I really want to give a quick shout-out to, I think is going to have a solid year, is Adam Shaheen. Yeah. They drafted him last year. Almost like the Dallas Goddard of 2017. Yeah, big athlete from a small school, big stud basketball player, this and that, can go up and get it. Didn't really – Yeah, he had a little bit of a quiet year, but yeah. I think that this whole kind offense of the last Fox, year uh, had the restraints yeah. on it. Mr. Yeah. Bisky wasn't really given the full go. Um, and if I can just make a little quick transition to the defense, I want to hit you guys with a question. I think this could be the most underrated safety tandem in the NFL in terms of not where a lot of people are talking about Adrian Amos and Eddie Jackson. And both of these guys had great years last year. And, I mean, this defense, adding Roquan Smith in the first round. Well, got- Roquan Smith won't sign his rookie deal because the Bears want to add a provision that they will take away his – they can make his guaranteed money go away you know, if he gets suspended due to the new NFL helmet rule on defense, where if you lower your head and tackle somebody, that the refs will flow, you know, throw a flag. That's a new point of emphasis in the NFL this year. Almost not akin to the targeting rule in college, but the same okay. type of play. 
you know, players will not be ejected necessarily for it. Uh, like, but you could get suspended. You, for you it. can get suspended by the NFL for these mm-hmm. types of hits. And the Bears want to be able to take his guaranteed money away if that happens to For him. that game, like a game check? Yeah, game like? check, something like that. Uh, I'm sure so. that they'll come to some type of agreement before the season starts and even before really. Who knows? He, maybe he won't play in the Hall of Fame preseason game. No, he definitely but, will not play. But, uh, but I think I'm sure they'll come to some type of agreement before the season starts. And as Tommy said, to transition over to the defense, this is just a defense that really got after it last year, even with John Fox as head coach. I would venture to say Vic Fangio is one of the better defensive coordinators in the NFL. And then he... He was recruiting pitch to keep him in Chicago. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that was a big kind of, you know, addition by subtraction, I guess. Absolutely. Know. And like Tommy said, Eddie Jackson and Adrian Amos, a great safety tandem. Kyle Fuller has, had, has shown flashes of being a really good corner in this league, has also kind of lacked at times. Well, they're, but they're, I mean, last year still, was kind of his big, you know, first big year kind of on the scene. He had a good rookie year, yeah. struggled uh, in 2016, but then last year really came back with a— Proved he could be pretty reliable. And the, the Packers tried and tried to sign him away. Yeah. yeah. That was a big yeah, thing. They, and, uh, you they you wonder, you know, if, if you know, they, they're, I think they're overpaying him, but I think it might have been worth it just so that— he, he didn't head up to Green Bay. So Bryce Callahan behind him. I mean, it's not a super impressive cornerback group, but with the two safeties, it's very definitely solid. Kevin and, Tolliver, man, holy smokes! And, and he's undrafted. He's yeah. a five-star recruit. He's undrafted. He was the number two yeah. recruit in the country coming out of high school. Wow. He goes to show. Did he go to Clemson? LSU. LSU. Huh? Yeah. Wow, that's John crazy. Franklin. John, yeah, John Franklin. John Franklin is wearing that forty-seven. That <laughs> old, old, those old Conti threads. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. That number should be retired in Chicago, man. After. That. And uh, to take a to take a line from from Mr. Adam Klepp, is it fair to say that the Bears have a player at each level of this defense in the secondary, the linebacking core, and the defensive line? I think the front seven yeah, looks really solid. That. Akeem yeah. Hicks is definitely one of the better really players solid. on the defensive line. You know, Danny Trevathan is a solid backer, and you know, obviously Brokon Smith. Nick Lukowski was also pretty solid last year. Yeah, as well. and I think you could say they don't. I wouldn't say they have an elite secondary player. Um, Kyle Fuller is a is a you know B plus corner. I think Adrian Amos is he's like a strong safety type. He's not necessarily a cover dude. He's a kind of stick it. Type he definitely is. And I know Eddie Jackson is uh, much had a more good of a rookie year, guy. but I mean it's still rookie year. He's still rookie year. This also could be an opportunity for Eddie Jackson to really come in his own, come yeah. to his own in this league and, mm-hmm. and, and elevate. But uh. Uh, good rotation of linebackers. I really like Aaron Lynch uh, coming over from San Francisco. To be honest, I don't even know if he was playing on the team last year. Is that a new acquisition or? or uh, it is a new. It is a new accent. Yeah, I, I like that move a lot. Uh, he was he was pretty. You know, he's a he solid pass rusher. Somewhat effective in San Francisco. Had some injury issues, if I'm not mistaken. But coming over to Chicago, I think this defense. There's if there's one thing it, about this good, defense, it has an identity. You know, yeah, it's, it's really it's got a good first string. I would worry about injuries for. Bears fans, you know, there's not. I don't think there's a ton of depth necessarily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So that would just be one thing to look out for with them, as if injuries Absolutely. take a toll. And just before we move on, in this this uh, wide receiver group uh, is looking a little crowded at the top. And uh, I know a team out in out in Buffalo. It's thin at the receiver position. And uh, Tanner Gentry, Wyoming Wyoming man, uh, was uh, Josh Allen's go-to target in 2016. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe facilitate a little trade. <laughs> If it worked, see, see if Buffalo will bite. Hey, if it worked in the is, Mountain West, it might may as well work in the AFC East, baby. Yeah, you know that's like, the, <laughs> so you know let's just let's, let's make it happen, guys. <laughs> I think that's all we've really got to say about this. Bears Mark program. Helfrich from Oregon. Let's yeah, no, I said that earlier. Okay, going to be spending a lot of one-on-one time with Trubisky. I think he's the quarterbacks coach too, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. But not 
Wasn't super effective as the coach at Oregon, so I'm nope. really he's got his little redemption shot here with the Bears. He does. Little Al Golden tight end coach for the Lions situation. I think we all agree, just to wrap it up, regardless of how you look at this team, I think that it's it's an exciting group that has a lot of questions that are going to be answered in this 2018-19 season. And, uh, Opening a season, lot of them Sunday Night be, Football in Lambeau. A lot that's of them are going to be on it. That's a tough week one matchup, but we're really going to get a, you know, a grasp on what type of team this team is going to be. Uh, but, man, this is just – I don't know. I like this team a lot. They got better on offense. Their defense always kind of seems to overperform. Got Jaronis Grasso, who gave me my uh, my tour at Crespi my freshman year. You know, he's in there in that, that backup center spot. Got to give that self pride his love. Just to, just I, I really am impressed with this team, but I, I think that's going to kind of be the theme of this div, uh, this division. Let's so. go on to the uh, Green Bay Packers, mm-hmm. who, because of an Aaron Rodgers injury, finished third in the NFC North last year. Unfortunately, Aaron Rodgers is back, uh, and this team probably, uh, I can't imagine, would really skip a beat. Yeah. Uh, I can just start it off here. This is my, uh, Klepp wants to give the Saints as his Super Bowl favorite. This is my way-too-early Super Bowl favorite, and it really doesn't take much brain power for me to do this. I think that Aaron Rodgers is the best football player in the league, and he plays the most important position on the field, and I think he's a guy that makes absolutely everyone around him better. The receiving core hasn't changed too much. They still got pretty effective guys in Cobb and Adams. Geronimo Allison, a guy who's a good third option. They've been saying Equinamius St. Brown out of Notre Dame. I think he was seventh round or undrafted. He's been doing some things in, in, in sixth six round. Yeah, He's been doing some things in camp. I, don't, I wouldn't get too excited about Jamon that. Jamon Moore actually has been making huge strides out of camp and is uh, challenging for that Wide receiver number three spot. So there's a lot of competition at that receiver spot. Not so to yeah, interrupt. No, of course not. Number three spot. I mean, Geronimo Allison, too. Yeah. A guy out of Illinois who they have he's undrafted, but has yeah. carved out a nice little career for himself in yeah. the last two years. So a lot of, I mean, you know, the guys that were kind of in these spots. Now Jordy's gone. Jeff Jeff Janis was kind of in this, you know, third receiver spot. So definitely the a spot is wide open for somebody mm-hmm. to come in. And, you know, Absolutely. Cobb, Cobb is more of a slot dude, too. So, yeah. you know, definitely a lot of competition for this outside receiver spot on and, this team. And they're bringing back kind of the same offensive line. It's not a great offensive line by any means, but there's a reason why they're not replacing anyone because it's really been working, especially with 12 behind under center. And then the tight ends. I mean, bringing in Jimmy Graham and Mercedes Lewis, I think, is just going to elevate your offense to another level. I think, you know what, I might venture to say I think Jimmy Graham might even – Maybe not first, but second in this team on in receptions. Maybe lead the team in touchdowns. I think well, he's going to be go back to his New Orleans roots, where he's got a great quarterback and that offense. And, and uh, I think it's almost a, red zone a little bit more akin to Seattle, just because of how Aaron Rodgers extends the play and just contract. Just because I didn't really like the Jimmy Graham signing. Uh, I just think it's going to have to pay off in spades, I think, because you're paying him a lot of money for three years and you don't really know exactly what you're going to get. And the Martellus Bennett acquisition didn't go Yeah, exactly. Either. I think Graham's a way more, way more effective player than Martellus Bennett, though. Just, just on That's you know, Yeah, and much more versatile and kind of fits. But still, in dude, the, in the background of his career, he definitely mm-hmm. never... I mean, he hasn't been the player that his name suggests. You know, Since I think, he left New I think Jimmy Graham carries a little bit more, you know, Wait as far as the name goes, and the, the play doesn't you play just, back it up. When you get in the red zone, though, and Aaron Rodgers is kind of running around yeah. and looking yeah, at that. Jimmy Graham was very effective in the red zone last year, scoring yeah. a lot of touchdowns, but in terms of, of a between-the-20s player, no. definitely past his prime in that respect. I, I would say with this offense, I would be concerned about the running back. a stable yeah. of, of guys like Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, and Devontae Mays, all dudes they drafted in the late rounds. Of the of the 2017 draft, Lee, I know you like Jamal Williams. I'm a big I Jamal Williams you, but, guy. But I just think that this this running back, uh, you know, group is just a lot of 
mediocre guys, and yeah. I'm not really sure if any of them no. will really step up. Almost like what the Redskins had last year. Yeah, Just I, a, kind of a group of dudes and not really sure who will step up or if any of them will. Yeah, I, I agree with you for the most part, but I don't really necessarily think they need that that guy. Uh, as we saw last year, Ty Montgomery went down, Aaron, jo- Aaron Jones stepped up, and then Aaron Jones went down, and Jamal Williams stepped up. As long as they can get kind of consistent production from there, this is really Aaron Rodgers' offense. Yeah, I and, absolutely agree. And just one more quick thing with the offense before we go over the defense. I like that they brought in Deshaun Kaiser to compete with Hundley for that uh, backup spot. I think, you know, Hundley was a guy who they had been grooming for a few years behind Rodgers, and then Rodgers got hurt, and he came in, and he really didn't do as well as I think that the coaches yeah. would have hoped that he would have done. So I like that they're bringing in Kaiser to compete for that backup spot. And I think for the defense, where I guess we should probably start with the secondary, where they made some huge additions in the draft. Their first two picks, Josh Jackson from Iowa in the second round, and Jerry Alexander, Lee's favorite corner in Ooh. the draft from Louisville. Um, they also have you know Kevin King and Josh Jones were two dudes last year that they picked up in the second round of the draft. So definitely you know four huge additions in two years you know to the mm-hmm. secondary. So it was definitely an issue, uh, and they've you know and they've addressed it with high picks, and it just kind of remains to be seen whether it'll all work out. But I think. Uh, I don't know. We, I, as much as I hate to say it, I really like Jair Alexander. Definitely, I think they're going to try him out at nickel and see where it goes from there. But I, I think he can play multiple positions in the secondary. And Josh Jackson, uh, definitely a slower player, but a bunch of ball skills Great and a lot of skills. length that can kind of make up for that. So they definitely put a lot of uh, resources into the secondary, and it's at least you know younger and better than yeah. it probably will be you know, than it was last year. Yeah, and there's going to be huge onus on these guys to just come in and perform because they lost Morgan Burnett and Demarius Randall. So these guys, I mean, Josh Jones from this is going to have to come in and perform right away. And on the Jair point, I think he can come in right away and be one of the best slot corners in the NFL. I, I like I have that type of I just said his floor. I think is going to be a very good starting. Uh, Nickelback, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, really you like. You have Haha Clinton Dix back there, veteran. Um, you know, teach the scheme and help these young guys out. For Absolutely, sure. and I think that Green Bay's brass, looking at it, was saying, you know what, we're in a division. We may have Aaron Rodgers, but we're in a division with two other. I mean, I would I would say Matt Stafford's elite, and Kirk Cousins is extremely solid. They know they're going to be going up against solid passing attacks within the division. Trubisky might take yeah, a lead, too. So. Absolutely. So bringing in Josh Jackson and Jair Alexander kind of proves that they're investing a lot in the secondary, like you said, Adam, with Kevin King last year and Josh Jones. I think it's definitely a young secondary, but they've got some, like you said, with Clinton Dix and then Tremont Williams. I think they've got some good veteran leaders on it, and I think it's a secondary that looks really formidable to me and looks like a secondary that can kind of trial by fire. Yeah. By the time playoffs come, they're going to be ready to, to get after it. I think this defensive line, too, is, is pretty good. They run a 3-4, so you got Muhammad Wilkerson coming in from the Jets. Hopefully, you know, he's done with his antics, I guess, you know, in a, in a Green Bay locker room where there's dudes like Aaron Rodgers and, you know, a veteran like Clay Matthews, he doesn't really feel like the... Mike Daniels. That he, yeah, and Mike Daniels, where they can kind of put him in his place if he still has some problems. And Kenny Clark had, after a rough rookie year, he actually had a pretty decent 2017. So he's a guy who I think will, you know, almost their B.J. Raji, be there for, for a long time. And Mike Daniels is an absolute stud at defensive tackle. I don't think he gets enough credit um, just around the league in general. Their linebackers, though, I would say are a little suspect. Seem to overperform. Like, they've had Jake... Uh, Jake Ryan and Blake Martinez, both fourth-round picks in consecutive years starting and, I think, being good players. Um, so, And let's not forget about Nick Perry. Yeah. You know, he was their first-round pick in 2012 from USC, a guy who's probably 
the best pass rusher on this team, to be honest. He's he's going to be the guy that's going to get after the quarterback. Yeah. Uh, you know, as Clay Matthews gets gets up there in age. Um, so yeah, I mean, another another team that's really looking. We know we know where the catalyst on this team is, and we know that he's back this season. So there's, kind of, there's, it kind of goes with him. Yeah. You know, I do think you saw though last year when you know Aaron Rodgers went down that this roster was a little weak, which is something I actually you know kind of pointed out back in uh, 2017 when we were doing this preview podcast. But I definitely kind of think they've addressed some of their depth issues um, and are you know kind of shaking things up a little bit. You know, getting rid of a guy like Jordy Nelson, who's a player on this team for a very long time, great relationship with Aaron Rodgers. He wasn't that happy about you know, no, getting not. rid of him, too. So, um, it'll be business. It's, it is a business, though. Did they so. bring in a new GM? Was that last year? Is that this year? That was last year. That was last yeah. year? Okay. They're upset with the lack of free agent yeah. <laughs> activity. But let's go over to the Detroit Lions, who finished second in the division last year at 9-7. and seven. Reference that preview pod that we are going to be releasing. Yeah, we'll, this be, one. we'll be re- releasing a preview podcast. So if you're looking for that whole featuring John in, Dolan, featuring John Dolan, that whole in-depth, uh, you know, real deep dive look at the Lions. We even go into their schedule and stuff like that. So if you're a Lions fan, you know, definitely want to check that out. But we're crack just, open a brew, listen yeah, to that yeah, preview just, pod. Just, just sit back and relax, baby, and let, you know, let the let the analysis just flow over you. Uh, but. Let's give Tommy let's, the let's floor Tommy, here. Yeah. You know, yeah. Let's just give Tommy some action since he didn't get that preview pot in. Maybe just, just take the reins here, Yeah, I'll, I'll take the reins and I'll, five minutes. I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll do a little roster breakdown. Feel free to jump in and uh, maybe I'll ask you guys some questions. But uh, this definitely uh, – the Lions, again, have another offseason like last offseason where they brought in pieces. Last year was all about getting their offensive line right, bringing in Ricky Wagner and TJ Lang. And now they built on top of that, and it seems like they're going to be, have a little bit more focus on the run game, bringing in LeGarrette Blunt, carry on Johnson. Um, so kind of my – to start off with the offense, I think there's, there's three question marks. Uh, the first is what type of offensive line are we going to see? If they're going to be healthy, uh, they definitely, I think, have a top ten, maybe I mean, maybe a top seven offensive line on paper uh, in the NFL. So what type of reduction are you going to get from there? And then who's going to be – the running back, who's going to be the bell cow? Is it going to be LeGarrette Blunt? Which one of these guys is going to get cut? Who's going to get traded? Um, I have a lot of faith in Carryon Johnson. I think he kind of can do everything. He can run between the tackles. He's a threat out of the backfield receiving the ball. Um, and then my third, my third little question is, what, is, what type of year is Kenny Galladay going to have? Uh, he had a great – was it the Cardinals game, the opening game where he had two touchdowns? or And then he got hurt, if I remember yeah. correctly. So. He obviously showed Came a little bit of a week seventeen with a big touchdown against yeah. the Packers. Kind of book ended his season, yeah, or his first season. So definitely looking for him to be healthy and play a full year. He can definitely, definitely do some damage. And then what kind of if the Lions have not even just a average run game, which they haven't had, uh, and I don't really remember. I think Reggie Bush is the last thousand yard rusher that they had back in twenty fourteen. Um, so what is that? What type of what is that going to? How what is the effect of that going to be on Matthew Stafford, who we know? Um, I, I think we all think he's an elite quarterback, and how, how is that going to free him up in terms of defensive looks if they have a threat uh, coming out of the backfield in the run game? So I expect big things from this offense this year, uh, as I think both of you guys do. Um, I think the real questions come in on the defense, and the what's going to ha- what type of production are they going to get out of their offensive line? Ziggy Ansah's on the franchise tag, he obviously. And then their linebackers, Gerard Davis had a good year last year, but really struggled in pass coverage. And they have, they're putting a lot of stock in uh, Devon Kennard and uh, Jalen Reeves-Maven, who I believe are the two other other uh, outside oh, yeah. linebackers. Yeah. Um, 
they made some nice signings with uh, Quandre or no? Who did they sign from? Uh, what's his name? From Deshaun Sheed. Yeah, Deshaun Sheed. They they made some signings. Uh, big year for T's Tabor to step up. So there's a lot more question marks for me on the defensive end of the ball, and they've kind of had a bend don't break defense for the past couple of years. I so. mean, what, what Lee and I kind of were saying is that the questions on the defense more are on the front seven than the secondary. We think the Definitely. secondary is, is pretty good, even if a guy like T. Tabor doesn't step up into that role, which he seems to be in camp. He's running with the ones on that outside yeah. receiver spot. But you can still stick Nevin Lawson there and put Quandre in the slot and still have a decent secondary. It is more on the, the – the onus is more on the front seven to perform, to make this defense really go. Yeah, I completely agree. And you're going to – I mean, Deshaun Hand is probably going to – they're going to be looking for stuff out of him. I mean, guys are – it's kind of open season, and who's going to – Perform and who's going to produce and what does Kerry Hyder look like at 30 years old? I'm pretty sure coming I'm off of Achilles, Achilles yeah, injury. Yeah. So there's a lot of question marks on this defense, but I mean the Lions have no shortage of talent. They've got an elite quarterback, and if their defense can kind of, I mean if Stafford has an MVP type season, which I very well think he can, um, and the Lions kind of take, uh, that's how I see them being successful. Is it coming down to Stafford? Their offense is clicking. Their defense is playing is overperforming kind of, and they're. They're winning games that in the past they didn't win. So that's kind of my take. Yeah, I'm I'm good. I don't know, Lee, if you want to add anything. Yeah, no, I really don't. We we kind of set our pieces and feel like we can go on to the Vikings. Uh, So this is obviously a team last year, the division winners, 13-3. and You know, they lost Sam Bradford and, you know, Sorry, Case Keenum stepped up and played played out of his mind, frankly, for the entire year. Landed him a nice contract in, in Denver, but his you know his performance wasn't uh, good enough for the Vikings to commit long term to him. And they have signed the bell of the ball in free agency. Kirk Cousins, three years, eighty four million, first you know fully guaranteed uh, contract, I believe. Um, and so that was a that was a big deal, historic deal in in that sense. What they believe to be an upgrade, uh, Kirk Cousins, I would say he's an upgrade over Case Keenum. But uh, Case, I, I mean, I would rather have him going into this year. But Case Keenum really did play very well last year. So um, we'll see kind of what kind of impact bringing Kirk Cousins has. Uh, I don't Where would you like to start with this team, Lee? Uh, I just, real quickly, it's not necessarily even any type of shout-out or anything, but it's almost like if Kirk Cousins doesn't lead this team to the playoffs this year, where does it really lead you? Like uh, after the year you had last year and how effective, undeniably a top three defense in the league, you could make an argument them and Jacksonville splitting hairs between the best defense in the league. Uh, arguably, again, one of the best receiving cores in the league. Dalvin Cook, who seemed to be every bit of what he was chalked up to be before the injury, is coming back this year. And it's almost like you've got this superstar team coming in coming into the 2018 season. So Kirk Cousins is just going to kind of have to do his part. I really just think he's going to have to deliver the ball to where it needs to be, similar to what Case Keenum did in order to win games and kind of let the defense take care of the rest. We all know uh, Mike Zimmer is a defensive-minded coach, and I think that this Kirk Cousins thing could turn out to be the perfect fit in Minnesota, and if it is, this is going to be a, definitely a Super Bowl contending team this year. The, I think the one question kind of on offense is uh, that right tackle position. You brought in Mike Remmers and Riley Reef last year, but they're going to move Mike Remmers down to uh, right guard. And you have Rashad Hill and Brian O'Neill, a second-round pick. I absolutely love for Brian O'Neill so from Pitt. We'll, 4840. Something to, uh, to just kind of monitor going into the season. Yeah, uh, my little take on this team is, I mean, they have all the pieces. I think they got the best receiving core in the division. They got the best running back in the division. Um, it's really going to be 
What uh, are we going to see out of Kirk Cousins? Jordan, I'd say Jordan Howard. You can't. Well, that's, that's a slight to James. We're going to look back. We're going to look back a year from now. I think the Lions receivers over these ones. We'll see. Okay, we we'll, we'll, can, we can get into discussions. Three this deep? is this is Going my three deep. This is my take. They got the best receivers in the division. They got the best running back in the division, and it's going to be. What are we going to see from Kirk Cousins? I think we know that he's going. He's usually good for thirty-eight hundred yards and twenty touchdowns, and like not you know. Not really taking over games. So is it going to be? Are we going to see that out of him? Which could be fine and can very well take him to the playoffs. Or is he really going to have a step up type year behind this very uh, good offensive, you know, a solid offensive line, very good offensive weapons around him, and a great defense? So see, Tommy, Dalvin Cook more rushing yards than Jordan Howard. hundred percent. Yeah. Woo! Wow. I, I, I kind of want to tear down this Derrick Henry uh, prophecy and just make it a wow. Dalvin Cook and lead the league in oh, rushing Lord. this year. I, I don't know that. Well, I'm the running back whisperer, official official running back whisperer. The back chip. They do have Latavius Murray as well. He's he's coming back in another year as a backup. And uh, Rock a good, Thomas, Jacksonville man, State. That man, Rock Thomas, formerly Auburn before Jacksonville State, had to had to make some moves in his college career coming in. Look look for him to get some touches this year. Uh, if if I didn't if if I was getting there was a lot of talking going on earlier. I do want to say Brian O'Neill, their second round pick, early second round pick, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, maybe maybe not, but. Uh, out of pit, super athlete, at, uh, played left tackle in college, a little bit of tight end as well. I think that they can slot him to be their starting right tackle. I think that that might be a small prophecy I'd like to make. Um, and then defensively, their first-round pick is Mike Hughes, a guy a lot of people liked coming out of UCF. I didn't know too much about him, but based on his pre-draft uh, the analysis, or during the draft analysis, it seemed that he was uh, he's a some, dog, some type of stud in, in college. So that's just another guy that they're plugging into their already effective secondary. Williams. Yeah, you know, and the guy, uh, what's Alexander? Uh, Mackenzie Alexander he's from Clemson. Yeah. He was disappointed them a little bit too. Yeah, hasn't so Trey Waynes and Mackenzie Alexander too. Highly picked but corners that haven't quite looked to the billing. So. Talk about dogs, man. This is a defense full of dogs. Eric yeah. Kendricks, Anthony Bars, Harrison Smith, Xavier Bringing Rose. Bringing in uh, Sheldon Richardson they, Yeah, well they brought too. in Sheldon Richardson. I don't know how that's going to Sheldon, where the hoes at, Richardson? <laughs> yeah. And then Everson Griffin and Daniel we got, we got the two Jet knuckleheads in the, in in the, the division. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which I think is good for the Lions and yeah, the Bears, so, right? Yeah. But, geez, oh, man, this is this team is really – this is the thing that we talked about, you know. Also also picking up Ada Runa out of Tulane, 6'8 D-end. Wow. So you probably throw him at D-tackle, I guess. I'm not really sure. He, he's versatile. It's a big move. So, but like Klepp and I talked about briefly in the preview pod, we love the Lions. We love the Lions, but this is a division that is going to be highly competitive. And these – What I will say about this defense is they had a lot of good luck last year in terms of injuries. A lot of these dudes played all 16 games and into the playoffs – they didn't have a lot of injury issues, which you don't really see a ton of in the NFL. Usually, you got guys, you know, dropping for a few games here and there. And this this defense mainly stayed healthy throughout the whole year, which was really, you know, helped them out. Not that I'm going to predict anybody to tear their ACLs and stuff like that, but uh, definitely something to monitor. You don't always get that lucky in the NFL. It's a contact sport, so absolutely. I think we can move on to our predictions for how we think this uh, divisional shakeout. Absolutely, Tommy, Let's give it. it hit us. All right, my predictions are the Green Bay Packers finishing first. They have an, just too easy of a schedule for what their talent is, and I think they're going to finish first. The Vikings finishing second, uh, just a great team. Uh, the Lions finishing third, and the Bears finishing fourth. And I had just in my little uh, schedule math that I did, I had the Bears finishing fourth at 7-9, and nine, and then the Packers finishing first at 12-4. and four. So, there's a lot of room for, you know, these division games are going to be so huge. And I very well could see 
uh, a team like the Bears sneaking into the playoffs or a team like the Lions getting into the playoffs. I mean, it's kind of pick your poison, but right now that's what I got. I think that I'm going to I'm gonna break a heart in this room right now, and I'm going to say that, there, in my opinion, there are very clearly two two alpha males in this division, and they're in Minnesota and Green Bay, and I don't really know which way it's going to wind up, but those are going to be two teams that I think that in an extremely competitive NFL, these are two teams that I would be very surprised to not see make the playoffs in this 2018 season, barring any brutal injuries like we've been talking about. But I'll go ahead and slot the Green Bay Packers in that first spot just because of their, like Tommy said, their strength of schedule, finishing third in the division last year. I'm going to put them. go ahead and put them in at one, and then Vikings in at two. Love the Lions at three. think the Lions are highly capable of winning eight or nine games this year, but I just don't think defensively they have enough firepower to keep up in this division. And then the Bears... Going to be effective. I don't know how the Nagy thing will work. Just don't think Trubisky's really even in the same stratosphere as any of the other three quarterbacks in this division. So I'm slotting the Bears at fourth. Let's go. I'm going to say the Packers are going to win the division as much as I hate to say it. But Aaron Rodgers being back, I think he's kind of got a little bit of revenge on his mind and maybe kind of coming into the last few years of his career wants to you know prove he still definitely has you know what it takes to be you know play all 16 games and be elite, you know, into his later 30s. Uh, I think he's kind of got a little bit of fire uh, under him for that. I'm going to pick the Lions to come in second, baby. You know, we love it. I think this offense is really going to click this year. Uh, I think Matt Patricia can make it work with that, you know, front seven, which has a few players but definitely a lot more questions than answers. And I think the secondary uh, is, is going to be one of the better ones in the NFL. And I, I don't know. I just like the Vikings to, to take a step back this year. Like I said, their defense was really healthy all year. Um, you know, I'm not huge on Kirk Cousins. You know, I think he's better than Sam Bradford and better than, you know, Case Keenum was last year. But I, if he's really that much of an upgrade to maybe put this team over the hump, per se, I, I have, you know, and this is a team that got lucky last year, I think. I, you know, they, they, you know, their win in, in against uh, New Orleans, they blew the game and they should have lost it. They won on a miracle play. And then they just went to, you know, Philly where uh, to play Nick Foles, who up to that point had not played very well. Uh, and got absolutely waxed. So I, I don't think that this team is, is necessarily as good as many people think. And they lost their offensive coordinator, Pat Shermer, who made the whole thing click. And we saw, you know, last year with Atlanta, you know, if you lose your OC from the year before, you're going to take a step back. And I think John D. Filippo is talented, but, you know, at the same time, first-year play caller, you know, he's kind of got the keys to the offense. Zimmer's a defensive guy. So I definitely think that there could be, you know, some some speed bumps here for for them on offense. I don't necessarily believe in the O line too much either. So uh, I, you know I think that there's a lot there's some things that can go wrong that people aren't really taking into account with the Vikings. And I you know let's prophecy below ten wins. Below ten, below 10 wins. wins for the Vikings this year. I think that's and, soft, man. I think that's a soft prophecy. You're thinking them, you're picking them third in the division below ten wins. That's what do you mean? Third in the division, below 10 win. What you, you're, saying they're, you're saying they're a studly team. Right? I, uh, yeah, because, I mean, I don't know. I think, you're, I think you're finding reasons to make them not good as opposed to just looking what at the roster. What about the luck that the Lions had when Dalvin Cook tore his ACL and fumbled the ball? It's, it's like you're totally changing I don't know. I mean, that have to do with that. Every, every, because that's, that's luck in the other way. I don't know. Every team has luck. I think I just feel like it, it's – I love your confidence, and I obviously respect the hell out of your prediction, and I totally believe that the Lions are capable of, of coming second in this division, but I just think this team, there's a reason why the Lions have a new head coach and the Bears have a new head coach. It's because they're trying to beat these two teams. Mike Zimmer and Mike McCarthy have been sure. there. They're comfortable. I don't know. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out, but 
Uh, I, I, tend- I, I just think they're a little bit like the Jags, where it's like they. I don't think what they did last year is like that impressive. But and the people, Jags people have, are really pumping them up like they're some like NFL juggernauts. Yeah, well, no, that, I mean that's fair. I can't. That's absolutely so, uh, that's I, I valid opinion. I'm just saying. I think Minnesota has a lot more weapons. The Jags do have a big question mark at quarterback. That is that, something yeah, that is true. inarguable. Yeah. I think, and I think it's going to be super interesting to see how Cousins plays this year. So hopefully they drop we, that week one game to San Francisco. We all we all got them, we, we all got them Bears and four. We all got them Bears and four. That's across the board. That's what matters. So thank you for listening to this N3 North podcast. Check out that Lions one too if you're looking to go deep. Getting crack one open. Go Peace. deep. Go deep with us. Free-